All right, fans. This is the moment you've all been waiting for. This is episode five zero. Count it five zero. That's fifty episodes of the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. And of course, you know we had to get all five of us in here tonight. This is Aaron. I'm here with Mr. D Wayne. Happy fiftieth, Mr. D Wayne. <clears throat> Happy fiftieth, and I'm ready to talk about the great, great Roman Empire. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell if you're serious or not. I look forward to finding out shortly. Uh, happy 50th, Mr. Silly Sellis. Happy 50th, Aaron, and to everybody. And I can say for once, I enjoyed all three hours of Raw last night, and that was probably the first time in a long time. Well, hey, they got until the uh, you know late in 2015 to get it right, so good for you, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, we also have Dr. M in the house. Happy 50th. Happy 50th, Aaron, and to the rest of our crew. I can't believe we have plowed through 50 episodes already, but ready to talk some good things in WWE tonight. And we wouldn't be complete without Mr. Two James. Happy 50th. Happy 50th, ladies and gentlemen. Happy five time. Five time plus some zeros. Five time. Oh, my goodness. Um, Well, I mean, I think I know where we should start. D-Wayne, you already kind of talked about it, so... We're going to just kind of recap TLC and our thoughts on that kind of, you know, leading into the week. We we're recording this Tuesday evening here in the States for all of our international fans who might be, you know, starting to gear up for the NXT London uh, pay-per-view event happening tomorrow on the network while we're all at work. Um, but we haven't seen that yet. We'll talk about that on the next episode, 51. But uh, we'll talk TLC and Raw tonight. So Roman Reigns competes in a TLC match against Sheamus. They build the match up only to have it kind of schmazzed by the League of Nations. And then Triple H comes out to try and squash everything because Roman Reigns just goes off. He goes, what does say Roman went? Hashtag ham on everybody. <laughs> and, then, um, and then after that, he proceeds to grind Triple H into hamburger meat in front of his wife, who uh, not the best acting job by Stephanie. It was a little forced. I um I think she can up her yeah. game a little bit moving forward. Leading into Raw, we have Vince McMahon show up with some sort of crusade because apparently he loves Triple H, even though he got him fired with that Survivor Series match a little over a year ago, but I digress. And then we um we somehow Roman gets himself booked into a title rematch and he wins the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, not the pay-per-view, but on Monday Night Raw. Uh, D Wayne, mark out of the century, yes. Um, let me see. <laughs> First, let's let's go back to TLC. How, let me see. <laughs> and how? First of all, let's 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 before we start going to this whole Roman Reigns stuff, let's talk about how. Not, let's talk about Seamus for a minute. Okay. And let's talk about how at TLC no one took him serious. Um, it wasn't about them. Everybody's more excited about what happened after the match than than what happened during the match. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> good point. It it was it, to me Seamus and the League of Nations is a joke. Well, certainly now, right? That title reign sure didn't last long. What, three weeks? Two weeks? Um, but 
I mean, of course, Sheamus is going to invoke his rematch, probably at the Royal Rumble. Well, yeah. Um, but everything is starting to formulate as to plan, and I, what I'm seeing right now, um, it's probably going to end up being Triple H versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. That's what it. That's what it seems like everything is going to. Which means that True Bitch will probably win, will probably enter himself in the Royal Rumble and win. I disagree, but that's an interesting theory. What do what do you make of that, two uh, two James? I guess I guess to Dwayne's notion, like how much do you think Tri- Triple H has in the tank to actually compete? You know, I mean, you have to think about it, and he only has to compete. At the Royal at the Rumble, and at WrestleMania. That's two uh, matches. Okay, yeah. so... Triple H, Triple H has way more in the take than what people believe. Way more in the take. And if The Undertaker can give you a few matches in a short period of time, Triple H can definitely give you a few matches in a short period of time. It's a great point. And, and I don't think... I think Triple H had a great career. I think it was uh, wasn't very injury-like. So I definitely agree with that. But um, I think he enjoys sitting behind the desk right now. I think he mm-hmm. enjoys uh, checking storylines and, um, you know, his uh, limited mic work. So I think and, and I think and I think just like from the uh, Stone Cold podcast, I think it's one of those things where it's just like these guys that are excellent performers, they look back at it and they say, hey, I love it. But I'm very happy where I'm at right now. And I think if Shawn Michaels, if anybody knows, Shawn Michaels knows. And I think he's like, oh, you know, you know, Triple H is doing a good job of bringing up NXT. He's proud of, you know, the work and the bookings that he's done. Yeah. I don't think he really desires to ever be back in the ring. And the fact that he's not, you know, not injury prone or anything, I think he really much likes that. So, yeah, I think he has a lot in the tank, but I don't think he desires to want to prove that he can still go at all. But the thing is, you you know, it's 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 a setup for Tory to run race. It's a setup. It's not it's not the simple fact because you see, year after year after year, he always wrestles at WrestleMania. Yeah, I, and because he knows he's a he he puts seats in butts. That, that's, yeah. that's what it is. And I and I was a uh, I don't know but, if you was checking the. the I, I guess his thought, his thought process is going into right now. It's not only has Roman Reigns beat me up, but really at this point, I can't trust anybody. He has this. I, I see him with this attitude, like I can't trust anybody to do the job that I should have done in the first place. Yeah, I think. Okay, so like I was, I was kind of uh, texting or in the chat about. It, I was kind of saying like I was really worried that they, if he didn't win on Raw. That they was gonna book him like Daniel Bryan going into the WrestleMania, and yeah. I feel like you know that's too fresh in our mind, especially with the thirst of everybody wanting to see Daniel Bryan still wrestle again. I was hoping that didn't happen. So, to, on that note, I'm glad that he won it on Raw. But on the contrary, now I still absolutely feel that they're gonna book WrestleMania just like that, where it's gonna be you gonna have to go through me first before you know you can. So I feel like you know he will fight. Triple H on um, on uh, WrestleMania, and he will fight somebody else. I, I'm thinking it's going to be a two part match. They but, don't have enough. They don't have enough talent for for him to 
for it to be a two-part match. The only that, way... I, no, that, no, no. That's exactly how I feel why they, they, they will book it in a two-part because there's not enough talent right now to fill out a full card, you know? I mean, the only way... Like I said, but then you have to think about it. If they book him twice, who would his second match be? Because... No I, clue. And that's the thing. Nobody knows. Now, the only way I... I just still don't see that working. only way I see that working... Is if Brock Lesnar wins the Royal Rumble. Yeah, if, yeah. If, if he doesn't win the Royal Rumble, then that just shoots that idea out the window right there. That's I think that's my booking, too. I think he comes in as not, not sort of say, the surprise entry. I think we know he's going to come in, but I think he wins it, absolutely. I you mean, know? honestly, I'm more, I want to see Brock Lesnar and Kevin Owens. Yeah, yeah, I, I want to see that, too, like, it's a lot of it's a lot of little pieces that I think we all can agree can be shuffled around, but I think in in the in the sake for what's best for business, I think Brock needs to be decorated coming out of WrestleMania some way one way or another. I don't see I see them wrestling at WrestleMania, but I don't think you need it to be for the title. I don't think Triple H needs to be anywhere near the title at this point. Nor do I think but that it would be good business for him to do so when you have guys you're trying to make. Why would you put the authority figure in a title match? You now, the I mean? reason why, because, you know, still being the authority, which I think they should have been over and done with in the first place, they have to be near the title. That's that's their idea. That's their goal. They always want to be near the title. Yeah, but and, and and they don't have that one guy too. Yes. Yeah, but here's how you do it though, man. You have Sheamus and Reigns at the Rumble for the title, and you have Triple H come back after not being seen on TV for over a month, and screw him over, and you get Sheamus with the title again, and you have a babyface, cough cough John Cena, win the Royal Rumble and go up against heel Sheamus. So. Not no. saying that's your main event. I'm just saying you could do that. Another option is you put Brock up against Sheamus. That wouldn't that wouldn't suck. So okay, so I, let's get to a consensus real quick. You just I, don't like Sheamus. Is, uh, <laughs> what what is the extent of this of this rematch clause? Now, if then you know if you say that, then you're gonna be like, okay, now Ronan Reigns has a rematch clause. You know now. Here's a thought that just crossed my mind. What if it's a triple threat match between Triple H, Brock Lesnar, and Roman Reigns? I don't want to see that. I don't want to. See, I don't want to see that either. Now, the reason why I said it because Brock Lesnar does have that rematch clause that he never took. Well, and the way and the way that is going right now, it's pretty obvious you're going to get Roman Reigns versus Triple H at WrestleMania. Yeah, I still maintain, I don't think it's for the title, because I think you can do something else with the title. But what are you going to do with the title? What I said. And it, no. And I'm just, I'm that. working with the pieces that they have on the on the chessboard right now, man. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I'm not saying the chessboard's good. I'm saying you might be missing a bishop, you might be missing a couple knights, but I'm just working with what they got on the chessboard. I, I, I don't know. I think my biggest thing is, like... I want to make sense to the storyline, but I also want to make sure that I'm getting an entertainment show for WrestleMania. So, on that note, I do want to see Triple H in some fashion wrestling. Yeah, I don't because know. I he don't... has the best entrance. Right, because, <laughs> but you know what? You know what's kind of funny too. Like, 
And I'm just like, okay, like, you know, you think WrestleMania, you want the um, you want whoever's decorated to wrestle, you want a top talent to wrestle, you want some form of a legend to wrestle, and then you want some type of celebrity guest. And I'm thinking like, you know, this and this is you know, I have this rare prediction that I'm gonna say in a second too. But I just think that as far as the cele- I mean, as far as the legend, like Triple H fills the gap. Unless which I really don't want to see Unless Triple, I mean, not Triple H, unless Ric Flair somehow gets into a a, a mixed tag match, who, you know, since he has so much action on TV, it makes sense. And I wouldn't hate it so much because, you know, it probably would look whoever, whoever is in it involved look good. But nonetheless, like, that probably won't make sense. And whatever Triple H is involved won't make sense. And then I thought about it for a while. I was like, well, has any type of legend match ever made sense? Like, even this thing in Triple H match didn't make no sense to us. It didn't do anything for anybody. No. So, you know, I think on that note, on the, on the, on, in regard to booking, I'm like, okay, well, Triple H is in it. It's not going to be for the title because if it's for the title, that's trying to make sense. So he has to be in it because of some screwed up, you know, rivalry that just came all about. That'll really, happen and whatever. So you really, so you, you really don't think that it will be for the title? No. I just don't think it. I just don't think it needs to make sense. I think it. I think it needs to be one of those. Because you have to think about it. What I've said makes sense. Him, Triple H, feeling like I have to do it myself because no one else can do it. I like that. That's that's Thanos' type of approach. You know, he can't get the Infinity Gauntlet and the stones. He goes gets it himself. Marvel reference for you guys, but no. No, I, I totally agree. I like that approach. But it's just the fact that when you look at his status as a wrestler, you're like, okay, if this guy gets the belt, like, what? What are we going to do now? Like, who wins it from him? No hill can win it from him. So then the next thing, you know, you got some type of feud with some type of baby face, which ain't really many around, that's going to have to win it against a super, like, power heel. It just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, that's the only thing that if... If Triple H was to to go over at WrestleMania, it would just it would be no one for him. And then and then we start thinking like this: Well, is he willing to let somebody go over him? Oh, well, based on last year's match, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, Roman Reigns would go over. That's I think that's the way the story is being told. Um, you know, I just thought of it. Maybe we kind of close this discussion here. Uh, let me throw this out there, and I want to get Doctor M and Celis' opinion on this. What if you had Triple H screw over Roman Reigns for the title, so you get the title off of them for that feud for Mania, and you do that right before the Rumble match, and then. So Sheamus is your heel champion going into WrestleMania because Dwayne loves it so much. What if you had? What if Daniel Bryan did come back and win the Rumble, and you had Daniel Bryan and Sheamus for the title, and like you have all that built-in story from WrestleMania 28? I mean, that could work. Uh, I don't want to see. I don't want to see that. You don't want to see Daniel Bryan come back and wrestle for the title? Come on. To be honest, I think if Daniel Bryan came back at any point now. It would be too reminiscent of WrestleMania 30 all over again. And I don't want to go that route. I don't, I don't even want to go the route of, in a way, and I'm going to put this out there because I was really interested in how you guys are going back and forth between two chambers and, and D-Wayne about how you felt about uh, Triple H versus Roman. I kind of even don't want to see that match based on that you put the belt on Roman already this past Monday. I think there's no need for them to fight, you know, at WrestleMania. 
Um, because I don't want to see Triple H always having to push somebody over. Like it's had, it got to come to a point where Triple H does not need to wrestle anymore. He he got he can't stop saving WWE by himself. In direct orders of Vince McMahon, too. We need somebody to super put this people and it's working. Like I don't know if you guys are noticing, but Roman Reigns is working finally. Yeah, he's he's kind of <laughs> over now. Not like all the way, but it's a lot better. Yeah, it's it's weird, but it's legitimately work. Like I did not hate his guts at all on my day. Yeah, I was on the side. His promos are still kind of weak, but um, you know who's you know who's not over? <laughs> Bo Dallas and r Truth. Oh, that was so that was sad. terrible. He's like, <laughs> you two, no one wants to see you. Get out of my ring. <laughs> now, hold on, hold on. When we talk about Raw, you know who I feel sorry for? I feel sorry for Tyler Breeze. Nah, he's okay. He's okay. Doctor M, no. that's your that's your boy right there too. I feel he's okay. He's him. early. He's early. He's very early right now. Is he? I think he has a lot of potential. He's um. It looks really. He looks really polished too. Like he doesn't look nervous. His ring work, everything looks really good. Yeah, but look at his losses. Not not a big deal. Nobody's counting wins and losses no more. Because Kevin Owens took a lot of losses after that John Cena feud. And he First still all, he still I'm, looks good. I'm, I don't like the way that Craig did Kevin Owens at TLC. I don't either. Because somebody made a point. I'll make a point of this reference early because I put it on Twitter. But I'll, I'll reference that point later. About how he took that loss. He didn't do, he didn't do it in the Kevin Owens-esque way. But that loss hurt, it, it, and honestly, it did not hurt Kevin Owens more. It hurt, uh, it hurt Dean more than it hurt uh, Kevin, and I'll explain why. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I want to hear that too. I, it hurt. It, it might just, be, but I, just I, talk I about it right now. Just say it right now. Well, well, I want Doctor M to come on that Tyler Breeze point because I know you mentioned that you know that's Doctor M's boy. I mean, how do you feel about Tyler Breeze right now, Doctor M? As far as how, is, is he getting trapped like Neville, or do you think that he's actually okay with these losses? Uh, no, I don't think he's getting trapped like Neville. I think Tyler Breeze is perfectly fine. Um, the, I mean, the issue is that we're at the point in the year where WWE has to start focusing on WrestleMania. Tyler Breeze kind of came in at a sort of weird time. Yeah. And he's not he's not a major focus right now, and that that's not really a knock on him. But obviously, WWE has to kind of step things up here. And right now, Tyler Breeze is just not in the picture. That doesn't mean that going forward he's not going to be in the picture. I, I, I think it's inevitable his character, but it's just not his time right now. So, you know, he's going to kind of pick up both wins and losses on Raw and SmackDown, which I think is perfectly fine for the time being. Um, and then with, I'm curious to hear your your explanation, tell us about KO because, yeah, it was kind of a weird loss at TLC, but I think, at least in my opinion, he more than made up for it on Raw last night with uh, his attack and then his backstage promo after that. So Right, and, and here's my thing on that. Before I go to that, let me, let me just add this about Tyler Breeze, too. The last couple of wrestlers that debuted on SmackDown did not do well. And the two that I'm thinking of off the break is Tyler Breeze, of course, he debuted on SmackDown. But then Fandango, remember, he debuted on SmackDown. He didn't debut on Raw. So I'm thinking if you're debuting on SmackDown, that's already off to a bad start. And even though it's still early, I don't want these losses to be a continued trend where he gets lost in the sauce. Um, but that, that's my point of Tyler Breeze. Now, here's my point about 
Dean Ambrose. Hold I on. think this. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. No. One second. Back to the doctor, real quick. Do you feel that there's an issue or maybe some type of um, concern with Shawn Michaels not endorsing Tyler Breeze as basically a second generation Shawn Michaels? Um, no, not at all. Uh, Tyler Breeze should not be a, a second generation Shawn Michaels. And I, I think that's a trap that um, several superstars can fall into. Because I mean, yep. I think at some point people were comparing Dolph Ziggler to a potential as a potential Shawn Michaels. Which, and, which which he did allude to. Right. And in one sense, yeah, that's a huge compliment to be compared to Shawn Michaels. But at the same time, as Aaron was pointing out earlier, if we're trying to build new big stars, mm-hmm. I don't think it's very helpful to compare them to stars of the past. We need to, they need to build people with their own identities here. So, no, I don't think it's a problem at all. And that's almost exactly what Shawn Michaels was saying. And it, I was kind of going back and forth with it because just like you said, like, if, if I was in those shoes, I would like that compliment to say, like, you know, that's my favorite wrestler and I want to be just like him. So I want I want him to know that I want to be like him. Mm-hmm. But like Shawn Michaels was saying, like, hey, OK, now you done made it. Now you need to take your own lane. And he said that's what he feels like his problem with Dolph Ziggler is right now because it's just so much like in his lane right now that it's not doing him any good. And I thought for a minute, I was like, maybe I'll say, watch you bring up Tyler Breeze on this note, too, because I wonder if he's going to say something like on the note of like, and you can see how Tyler Breeze is coming up. And I hope that, you know, he takes his own lane instead of falling right behind Dolph Ziggler. Since you already like basically see was, you know, he sees he sees that he gets the comparison to Dolph Ziggler right now, mm-hmm. who gets the comp- comparison to uh, Shawn Michaels, who all use the same finisher, you know, sort of say. So it's just like, I was wondering, like, because he, if he did, because he didn't mention him, does, is that a concern for Tyler Breeze? Because you know, if a legend recognizes you, that means you're doing like big things. Because he mentioned people he liked, mm-hmm. not people that just follow him, but he mentioned like other people that he liked and stuff like that. And I and I thought I, I really I thought I'm a Tyler Breeze fan, so I thought like Shawn Michaels 100 percent was going to bring him up, and he didn't. So it made me kind of like scratch my head a little bit. You know what the problem is with Dolph Ziggler? I just want to, I was thinking about this last night. I just want to throw it out there. Like, did, do you guys get excited for his matches anymore? No. You know uh, why? When someone's I don't in the. I excited for a lot of matches now. What, what, what's wrong with him is he's been in the mid card. Like, yeah, he had that World Heavyweight Championship reign, you know, Segway. way back when. It kind of, it kind of fizzled out with the injury, the, the, his second reign with it. You know, the first one was very, very minor. Um, you're in the mid card that long. It's just kind of like you do enough jobs at a certain point that the crowd uh-huh. stops taking you seriously as a main eventer. And I'm, I, I'm guessing I'm kind of stepping on your toes about the Kevin Owens, Dean Ambrose thing. Yep. Um, but it's just you look at guys like I just for some reason I thought of Shelton Benjamin. Shelton Benjamin oh. was just he was in the mid card forever, and it was clear that they had no plans to elevate him past that point. Although I feel he was talented enough to do so. That's kind of. You know, but I think that's more creative for. Well, it, it is, but it's also maybe a sign of kind of where you were at in terms of the pecking order in the mm-hmm. class that you were in WWE. And he's just, right. you know, he's in an unfortunate circumstance that he was in the same class as Brock Lesnar and John Cena and Randy Orton. It is what it is. Um, but I know that he has like a year and a half, two years left on his current deal. And uh-huh. I, I think you see him transition out and... You know he had a, he had a great run. There's guys that would love to have the run that Dolph Ziggler had, but 
that's just my I want to throw that out there. Maybe we can transition to you now, Salas, what you want to say about Dean and KO. You hit it on the spot, Aaron. I apologize. I didn't mean to step on your toes. No, no, you didn't step on my toes. You just gave the perfect segue to what I was about to say. So let's break this down. So the greatest prize stable that came and made an impact where all their winners became champions is the Shield, where we all agree in most recent memory. Evolution. Okay, so let's think about that. Out of the Shield, who was the first person that had a singles title? Uh, Dean. Dean, the U.S. title. And what, what was that title? U.S. United States. United States title. So out of that, Seth Rollins became a world champion. Roman Reigns is now a two-time world champion. But who was the person they put another mid-card title on? They put it on Dean. And this is now the Intercontinental title. Now, based on what you're seeing with Kevin Owens, all he using is that Intercontinental title as a rebuild or a stepping stone to get to that world title. Because sleep or not, he could be the one that could win that Royal Rumble. And I wouldn't mind seeing a Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns match in media. Not saying it's going to happen, but just that stepping stone that he's already been an Intercontinental champion. And he has that look that he could be a world champion. And I would not be mad if he is world champion. But however, what do we do with Dean? We put him on two mid-card titles and not even letting him touch close to that world heavyweight champion title. Now, well, that's, I don't know if that's true. He was, you know, within a ladder's grasp of it this spring. So I think that they've shown that they could put him there. Team, that was a team. That was still a Seth Rollins promotion that they had to do. So I think that was nothing but a tease. However, they're doing the same thing that they're trapping Dolph Ziggler with. I think they're going to end up keeping him in the mid-card because this is when I had a conversation with somebody, and I was at a uh, Houston, Texas. D-Wayne was there. I was at a Houston, Texas versus New England Patriots uh, football party because a friend of ours is a huge Houston, Texans fan. And the guy that was watching that the poor guy, I know, I know. The guy that was watching the uh, the show with us is a New England Patriots fan, and he said, "Man, they really try to promote Dean like one great Hall of Famer that I think that's that's really good." And I was like, "Who do you think he's comparing him to?" He said, "Roddy Piper." I was like, "Wait, that may be a good comparison." How Dean is getting to Roddy Piper, but I was like, "No, that's a bad thing because why? Even though as great as Roddy Roddy Piper is, and rest in peace, and how great he was in the Hall of Fame, what well, is the one thing that he never?" had a world heavyweight title in his whole career and i think that's a way that if you're going to try to compare him to that or keep him in this mid-card view you're going to end up doing the same thing you did to Dolph ziggler he's going to get close to that ring but you're not going to trust him to have that boat and and i just don't know if that's fair to dean because if you think about the next money in the bank who do we all say is a possible winner kevin owens then you think two years down the line who's going to be the next winner after that it's probably not going to be dean is Dean going to ever win that world heavyweight title? Or is it going to be like an Edge versus Christian thing where Edge gets more love and Christian's kind of like left behind, even though Christian won the world title, but his world title reigns were never memorable. So I don't think it's good for Dean, even though I love Dean as a wrestler. He's great over with the crowd, but he's over in a mid-card way. You, you know, after that, you know how you make me honestly feel? I feel <laughs> like if you are a better entertainer, then you are decorated with the world um, heavyweight title. If you are a better technical wrestler, then you reign within the mid the mid card with the world the world and the intercontinental championship. And I, to be honest, I'm I will be perfectly fine with that. I mean, obviously, the accolades of having the um, world the world heavyweight. You know, goes higher because look, Ronda Reigns gonna be on Sports Center. I don't know. I think he's about to come on now, to be honest. Which was uh-huh. kind of like foreshadowing his win. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like, yeah, you go around, you get the big belt. You know, you you get the love, but you're really not the best in the company, right? At least 
least, you know, from a real all-around wrestling um, view. And then, then, like you said, it does worry me with Kevin Owens because it's like you win a Royal Rumble. Like, dude, we know you're one of the best. You're one of the best mic works. You're one of the best talents all around. They wouldn't want to put you on the belt because that just doesn't seem to fit the pedigree for one for somebody that's well all around. Besides Seth Rollins, who is like a really unique, you know, instance of having it as of recent. You know, other, right. other than that, you get all these like John Cena guys and I don't even remember before that. And even Randy Orton, who's not, who I don't even consider to be a really good technical wrestler. You got all these people that just can just be entertainers. So I don't know. That's 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 an interesting thought uh, that you that you process. <laughs> oh, go ahead, go ahead, Dr. M. But see, I think Dean is going to be a world champion. I do too. Um, that's the story. What you guys are talking about is the story. Yeah, because, and I think we we kind of touched on this. I forget which episode, but. Uh, you know, especially the last couple of years, he's had those moments where you're right, Celis, they WWE has teased us with him being close, but then they kind of put him back in the mid card. And mm-hmm. I think that story is probably going to continue for the next year or so. And again, building to that one epic day when he finally does, you know, get that title and he might be a heel by that point. As a matter of fact, I think he should turn heel at some point soon, but now is a popular baby face that can make the Intercontinental title and the mid-card at least mildly interesting. Um, I think he's in a good spot right now, but definitely somewhere down the line, I think it's inevitable that he's going to be the world champ. Can I, can I just say, do you guys know why they put that title on him, right? Who, who's, who's he wrestling at WrestleMania? Y2J. Yeah, and how, who had the most Intercontinental reigns of all time? Chris Jericho. That's exactly why they put that on him. It's just going to be a throwback to their match, and it's for the title. Who's your heel? Jericho, because he screwed him over Jericho. at Night of Champions. Oh my God, you're, you're a really smart guy. Well, I just I just remembered that. that. I told you guys back in September. Just watch, yeah, man. They're going to bring that yeah. back around. Yeah, that's right. I didn't even think about that. Just wait, and like, what would be a cool way to do it is if like. I mean, I know this is just such like a throwback way to start a feud for WrestleMania, but have him have him enter the Rumble and knock Dean out, or just come out and pull Dean out just because. Good point. Don't Good disrespect point. me, a, Junior. You know what I mean. And that is a celebrity. That's a a celebrity slash legend appearance. That you know it works. Yeah, that's gonna be a great match. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chris Jericho. You know, you know. Speaking of our end of the year episode, Chris Jericho might actually could be candid for wrestler of the year every match that he's done this year and it's been limited every match that he's done has been flawless three words seth freaking rollins that's all i have to say uh, <laughs> it, 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 it was the year of seth rollins but that, we can touch on that in the future show but i do i do like i do like seth rollins matches but i mean yeah. there, there has been some sloppy ones and he hasn't even finished all of them i don't no, care that, seth rollins had the that, best year that beast in the east superstar of the year that beast in the East, Chris Roman Jericho match was really good. <laughs> oh my gosh! I want to see D Wayne wear the Roman Reigns vest when we're in Dallas. Yeah. I changed oh my, my mind. God. No more Roman KO Empire shirt. wins Superstar of the Year. Bye. No way, dude. Can we get you? Can we get you like a Roman Reigns wig to go with it, D Wayne? Yes. Because <laughs> oh, no D Wayne keeps it close to the scalp. I would love to see him with a full mane of hair. That would be amazing. Are you ser- Are you serious about Roman Reigns Superstar of the Year? 
Yes. No way. Come on. No, no way. way. Seth we're, we're, they're teasing the element for a future show. Let's let's make sure we don't give too much away too much on. Episode. All right, we'll move on. Uh, yeah, Doc, yeah. Doctor M. I have M. my reason. I'm, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give y'all some reasons in, in the next episode. Bro. Oh, and, and I'm sure we can't wait to hear them do. <laughs> <laughs> they're very good. They're very good reasons. Uh, Doctor M. Mm-hmm. Is Paige babyface again? And if so, <laughs> did anybody forget to tell me before their match at the pay per view? Can you break that down for us real quick? Uh, I have no idea what Paige is, and and honestly, Paige just feels like out of place now in WWE, and um, it, it's starting to be a problem. That I was actually thinking about this at TLC how how Paige. Even when she's a heel, you know, she has face-like tendencies. When she's a, a face, she has heel-like tendencies. She doesn't really have the ability to play one or the other 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and maybe that's sort of speaking to, you know, how things are in today where there really are very few true faces and heels now. Um, and, you know, when people are here, heels, the fans will cheer them and vice versa. So... I would hate to be on the creative team. I would just say that. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Paige just feels out of place right now. And so I have no idea what she is. And part of me is kind of glad that it seems like she's kind of, she's being phased out of the title picture because I think it's time for these women who've gotten called up recently to take over. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's just interesting what they're doing with her character. I mean, it seems like they're going to have Becky kind of carry Charlotte into Mania where she can face Sasha. Um, do you think they'll go with some sort of either a battle royal or like a mini rumble to crown a number one contender for Mania for the Divas title? Would they go there with that or do you think that's too too much on my part? Uh, it, well, I mean, it definitely sounds like a WWE move to have you know, however many number Divas Battle Royal. Uh, we've certainly seen that many times. I would love to see yeah. it come down to Cameron versus Sasha Banks. That'd be tight. Cameron? Yeah. <laughs> My boy Ava Marie. Anything Cameron. can happen in WWE. No, I'm just joking. Um, it, it should come down to Becky Lynch Ooh. and Sasha Banks. Cameron's a rapper now. That's all that matters. You mean Ariane? She's yeah. a, a ringtone. Mixtape coming, mix coming soon. Ringtone rapper. <laughs> all pink. All pink nation. <laughs> oh my gosh Do you I, guys want to know this weird idea that I had um, Who has Seamus reclaiming the belt At the Royal Rumble Oh I do Right I had this weird idea Where Cameron Seamus versus Seamus Totally Yeah right <laughs> <laughs> where, where Seamus wins the belt again mm-hmm. Becky Lynch turns heel And you make You build them as some form of stable from Ireland. I don't know how they want to work it. You know what I'm saying? And then just to have the celebrity guests to add to the trio, you have all three of them, this mysterious person I'm going to name in a second, coming to WrestleMania for a match together. I don't know if... Um, I don't believe Becky Lynch is going to get a match. I, I'm just being realistic. I feel like Seamus will be at some at some point. If Hopefully he's decorated. He'll come in for a rematch with Fire Rolling Rain. But how about um, um, Sheamus and uh, Conor McGregor, who just won the belt this week in UFC, and Becky Lynch, all being from Devon and Ireland, all making the appearance at WrestleMania together? Dana White wouldn't let that happen. 
he will make him. He will now make an appearance. He will now wrestle. And do you know what's funny about that? Do y'all know who who sponsored the last WrestleMania? Uh, I mean, the last UFC fight. WWE 2K16. Uh, and I, and I noticed that, and I said, "Wait a minute!" I was like, "That's that's <laughs> that's a little bit out of the blue, right there." Like. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a, I'm gonna pull a D Wayne here. Can I be honest with you? <laughs> His name is not Ronda Rousey. I don't care. I'm just I saying can, it. And I and I and I'm a hundred percent a Ronda Rousey fan. I think her image is a little hurt right now. Not only just her image uh, from from losing, but her self image. She seems a little bit depressed. She's depressed. Yeah, she's depressed, and she can't come on Mania now after that loss. She can't. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. I mean, I I would love to see Stephanie McMahon work a promo against her. But um, Conor McGregor might be the second biggest UFC fighter under her right now. So um, that that I mean, I'm still just looking for and itching for some type of celebrity appearance. And I thought like maybe that could work because uh, they make you, you heard Seamus make a reference to him. You know what they should yeah, do yeah. for a celebrity appearance? Um, oh, I got one for you. When uh, you get this League of Nations that need like a multi-man tag match, reunite the real Americans with Zeb. And have uh, Donald Trump lead those guys into battle. Now that he'll be out of the race by then. Oh man! And you could call. You could change the name from the Real Americans to the Wall. Call him the Wall. <laughs> could, could I mention my celebrity match? We just made a Donald Trump reference on that show. We well, hey, that out. He was on WrestleMania <laughs> nine years ago. Uh, what's your celebrity, Mister Sellis? Casey Jones versus Rocksteady. <laughs> I hey, think that would be a great match. <laughs> it would be so confusing because it's just like Stephen Mill are back as another character. Don't yep. not wrap my head around this one. <laughs> and James already has the mohawk and everything he needs for Rocksteady. All he got to do is just, you know, just take the moose out a little bit and let it go. He's already yeah. good. You know what? Shout out to Seamus for uh, deciding to grab another check from another source. I think he's going to do good in the movie. Yep. Is there any... Uh, I mean, I guess we would be remiss... You know, going back to the pay per view, if we didn't mention how tremendous that triple threat tag ladder match was. Oh yes, um, let's get into it right now. Just that spot was it? Um, it was Callisto and was it Big E on the ladder or was that Kofi? Jay Uso. Oh yeah, you're right. It was one. Of the, yeah, that was the coolest spot. That was spot of the year. Yeah. I was surprised that they did so much in that match because I mean normally WWPG likes to play it safe, and to me that was not quite there with the uh, Edge and Christian, the Hardy Boys, and the Dudley Boys match from WrestleMania 17. But it was right close to it. I mean, it was it was it, it was in it was great for what it like. I'm just looking at it for what it was last the Sunday night. That was a great match. Oh yeah. Very clean match. Very clean. It's, um, it's tough that they put that on first because, like, the chairs match and the tables match, they had to follow it. Oh, yeah. That wasn't much to speak of. Right, right. What was up with the Wyatts and the, the Dudleys having a way better match on Raw that they should have had on the pay-per-view? It's always like that. It was weird, man. I feel like wasn't there, and I don't know if this was a botch or if it was just planned that way, but it looked like... Um, who was it? Bubba Ray was trying to light a table on fire. Yep, uh, yep. I saw that. Definitely been a a moment that could have maybe rivaled Kalisto's, and it didn't light on fire. So I wonder if that whole I wonder if that whole ending just fell flat because of <laughs> that lighter was just like ECW. The, the lighter was just like ECW. They're both dead. 
Next match. I, I think of the same thing. I was just like, oh, well, that didn't work. Oh, well. I remember the first time I tried to light a grill and it didn't work, and I had to act like I was cool anyway. So. Yeah. You're like, man, I'm just going to cook this on the microwave. I don't even care. Yeah, yeah just uh, like how you cook it anyway. <laughs> ser- serious, serious question here. What? Like, it seems like they're going to kind of um, continue this rivalry between these three, you know, upper echelon tag teams, much like the Dudleys, the Hardys, and Edge and Christian, which I'm totally fine with. I love how much of a throwback it is. It's, you know, it's a cool rivalry. You can maybe hot potato the tag straps at some point. What? Where do the Dudleys fit into this? And where do the Wyatts potentially fit into this? And then I keep hearing these rumors of the Hardy Boys, which I'm not, I, I don't really want to see that. I, I guess I'm just wondering, like, looking ahead to Mania, what's your tag match? Like, who the New Day go up against? And who, if seemingly, who would they drop the straps to that night? Because they've had a long reign. I don't think they drop them at Mania. I really don't. I think they'll drop it the night after Mania. Maybe to somebody that, that's up and coming. Maybe that's when you have your, uh, your big, you know, big cast and, you know, so that, that group come out. Maybe the, uh, I don't know. Somebody come up from NXT to come up the next night. They'll drop it too. But I think they win at Mania. I think they win a Mania too. I just they're just the hottest thing in WWE right now. Yeah, it'd be more impact the day after. You know what I want them to lose though? I want them to go after bigger titles. I think that they've outgrown the tag titles. They have. I'd like to yeah. see them. I'd like to see them go after a champion, Roman Reigns. That would be so much fun. And then Big E would be the only person that could do that against a Roman Reigns. Well, that's what I and that's what I said previously. I think Big yeah. E would need to be the guy. Kofi will be my pick. I just think Kofi's dual world title chance, just at least one. Kofi's so good. And it's not even like they have to win the belt. It's to put them in that situation is just good for everybody. Right. It's good for the title. It's good for whoever the champion is. It's good for the new day. And, and, and even Big E kind of put a mark out to Kofi. He said, hey, you won your first uh, You won your first ladder match. Yeah. Isn't that funny how many he's been and he finally, finally won? Exactly. You know by, what I want to see at the Rumble? By the way, go ahead. That that promo they cut with like giving, um, you know, paying respect to how good the match was. That was the most sincere thing I've ever seen. In oh yeah, it, it was very was, sincere. Well, that's very such sincere. that's such another throwback because you remember when the Hardys and Edge and Christian had that very first Terry Invitational ladder match, and then the next oh, night right. Raw they came out and embraced. Like I remember watching that live. That was such a throwback. That's right. I remember that. Yeah. You remember when CM Punk invaded the Royal Rumble? He would toss people out and then cut straight edge society promos before that people come out. The new the new yep. day needs to do something like that this year at the Rumble. It would be so good. But uh, speaking of New Day, uh, I have to just give a shout out to um, Xavier Woods's YouTube channel, his Up Up Down Down channel. Uh, he and Big E recently did a video about the Star Wars game. And if you guys have a couple minutes, I would highly suggest you watching it. It's probably one of the funniest videos I've ever seen. Cool. Uh, <laughs> That'll be my those, pregame on Friday before I go see the movie. Yeah, those I, those guys are hilarious, both in WWE in front of cameras and also on, on Xavier's channel. Um, they, they definitely have a career out of wrestling if they ever decide to continue it. Oh, yeah. I'm going to repost it on our page right now. Awesome. Nice. That's where I'll go look for it, then, at BGB Group. Um, 
I'm not sure what else there is to talk about kind of fault from Raw. I like, you know, there, it seems like Dolph's kind of getting in the middle of this Dean and Kevin Owens feud. That that could be fun. And everything else is kind of continuing course. But um, I guess just to kind of give you guys a heads up of where we're going, the next episode we're going to try and hit you with during Christmas week. And we're going to try and maybe get it recorded sometime late this week so we can bank it and give you guys some programming next week when we're all on holiday. Um, we're going to do our year-end awards. Um Two Chains had sent us some brainstormed categories. We're going to try and – some of it will be like the Slammies. Some of it will be – I made up an award last week. I want. I still want to do the Catfish of the Year Award. It's for the person who, who we really wished had shown up in WWE this year and did not. Um, but uh, Two Chains, why don't you preview some of the award categories you were throwing by us? So I was just kind of like – brainstorming a couple of few and i kind of got more or less toward towards the traditional ones and i realized like oh that's good good and dandy we're going to see those all around and i'm sure we we can all have a lot of input on them um and if it was a piece of paper i would have scrapped it i really i am really more interested in our more random ones but some of the ones i just kind of like jotted down was just basically like um the biggest botches of the year uh match of the year moment of the year uh, worst moment of the year for a wrestler. Um, Just call it the Hulk Hogan Award. Yeah, that's what I wrote next to mine. That's my, that was, that's my pick. I put Hulk Hogan termination. Um, rookie of the year, the best stable of the year, the feud of the year, and the best pay-per-view of the year. So, like I said, some of those have, are a little bit traditional. But Did um, you do Diva of the have, year? I have one more. You know, I kind of was going to go, you know, male, female on it. And then I was like, you know, let's, I wanted to see what you guys might think. Should we just keep them all together? Because nonetheless, like. Well, D-Wayne's going to pick Sasha. Yeah. Yes. If it's a straight diva of the year, it's hard to say Sasha because yeah, she I hasn't say won Sasha anything. It has, to either, it has to either be Bailey or Charlotte. And, it, and I guess it might have to be Charlotte. Or Nikki no. Bella. It could be Nikki Bella. Or, or Nikki, Nikki Bella. Yeah. Yeah. I don't well, know I'm about any I know she's get she stars in her reality show. I don't know if you can say that about those other women, but That's 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 true. Can, or or it could even be Paige. You can make an argument. She stayed relevant. She stayed on every social media scene that the WWE outlet uh allow her to be. I mean, she was on Tough Enough. She's on Total Divas. And like, she stayed heel. Oh wait, no, she didn't. Um She's in that movie that's going to air on Monday. Oh, dude, I've got it. I've got it set to record. I'm so excited. I watched. Yeah, I watched Christmas Bounty a couple weeks ago. The the first Miz movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so bad. Yeah, it's so bad. It's really <laughs> but bad. Sometimes when something is so bad, it's so good. Like I like Sharknado three, and nobody can tell me different. <laughs> isn't like, isn't Jericho in that? <laughs> it's just so because it, it was so bad, but it was just so good. Isn't Jericho in that movie too? <laughs> I, so, so I have a category. Let's hear it. It's called the Cena Monster Victim of the Year. <laughs> I knew it. I knew that. I, I can't. I can't take it. Uh, Dwayne, you know you can't give that award to yourself, right? Uh, <laughs> you are a candidate. I, I, you know, you know who, can, who I can give it to. Tease! Don't give it away. Tease. Okay. Yeah, so, anyway, to the rest of the crew, you guys think of some funny, jittery ones for us to do on our next episode, and I think we're going to we're gonna be able to deliver a good, a good, really 
hilarious episode next time for sure. I like it. Yeah. I have another one too. I gotta do my silly moment of the year too. So I have oh, another yeah. one. It's called Creative Blender of the Year. Oh, I like I like that. Mm, I think I, like, I I got a candidate for that, like a, a wrestler for that. But just teases, just teases. What about you, A. Ron? Would you would you theorize for this? Did you already say pay per view of the year? Yeah, I did. Um, the other ones I have, and I, I kind of want to steal this from the Slammies. They have the um, U.S. Open Challenge match of the year. There was a lot of good Open Challenge matches. Oh, um, oh it was. We talk about that. Um, I would like to do um, pay-per-view of the year. I want to do gimmick match of the year. And I want to do... My man Sandow will be in that somehow, some way. Yeah. <laughs> I want to do the um, Best on Your Future Endeavors Award for someone who we wish would be fired. <laughs> and then I, I'd also that. like to do um, non-WWE Superstar Match of the Year. Like, I want to show some love to Ring of Honor and the New Japans and yeah. Luchas of the world. So maybe we could think about that, too. Um, you because we have Wrestle Kingdom 10 coming up here soon too which um I'm ring, so excited the Ring of Honor title will be defended in Japan fellas it's going to be yeah. unbreakable Michael yeah. Elgin against Lethal it's going to be awesome yeah I, it would be such an experience to be able to actually see that live oh man no question um that do that you right think is, do, do you think some of those Japan guys are going to work that um that Ring of Honor pay per view in Dallas and would stay for the because we're not going to the pay per view but we're going to the TV tapings the next day yeah yeah it'd be are. cool if like you know Okada or somebody stuck around like Nakamura would be the ultimate that's I would love to see Nakamura live yeah I, I think they will I mean they don't I don't think they're so political like some of the WWE superstars where it's like oh it's a house show i'm not gonna work it. well I no and they've will. worked they worked ring of honor tv before too so it would be you know it wouldn't be like they were starting something new i just i would consider myself lucky that night if we got to see some of those guys or like even yeah, kushida man. kushida might be my favorite i love that guy i mean if they're smart doing wrestlemania weekend they will have to be there so they can make sure they get their self-promoted as yeah. well the best way possible i really want to see nakamura for sure nakamura's so good yeah um, um and even with his uh, even with his rumors to be coming to the WWE, I think it works good for his self promotion. So I, I think there's no question we see that some of them. It's a shame that I I guess I'm just not a Tanahashi fan. I wish we could get Nakamura Okada for the title at Wrestle Kingdom. I'm really not interested in seeing Tanahashi wrestle in the main event again. Yeah, that's just yeah. me though. But um, I guess um. I think that's kind of a wrap, unless you guys had anything else. We'll, we'll hit them with the award show during Christmas week next week. Sounds good. You guys good? think so. I mean, we covered a pay-per-view. I mean, um, it was like, I think we all kind of said it was going to be, you know, not that we were super stoked on the fuse leading into it, but it was a well-worked pay-per-view. There wasn't, you know, maybe the the Wyatt match was a little rough, but otherwise, it was a really solid all around show. You can't mm-hmm. and paying nine ninety nine a month, getting that plus you know breaking ground has been awesome. Uh, yeah, the one yeah. the one this week was very very good too. Um, between that and Table for Three and NXT, you get a lot of bang for your buck on the network. No question. That's sure. That's mm-hmm. sure. So, well, before we go, um, I think we should. Uh, definitely plug in every everything for the 50th episode. Um, yeah, go for it, man. For 
So uh, what's our what's our start date again? I always forget. It was uh, right at right. Um, was it after? It was before Elimination Chamber in April, I believe. Right. right. Like late April. Yeah. So we're about eight months in. I'm sorry. Something like that. We're about to have a yeah, baby like somewhere that. around yeah. there. About seven months in. So uh, from two chains, definitely want to say thank you for um, the 800 followers that we have now on Twitter. Um, the, the numerous interactions from um, our live tweeting from pay-per-views and roles and any other wrestling promotions at the time. Uh, we appreciate all the retweets, the favors, um, the missionings, all that. Um, definitely uh, a big thanks to all of the celebrity followers that we have that takes the time to either retweet us or mentions and everything. We really appreciate that. Um, also to the tons of people who reach our post and, and engage in our post on Facebook and um, definitely to everybody that's subscribed to the people that's just listening on iTunes or if you're listening to our podcast domain we just want to tell everybody we definitely appreciate it and um, definitely a lot more coming forward this is only 50 episode and we're just getting started that was beautiful man oh perfect yeah man um, I think we'll just kind of sign off on that note. So happy 50th to um, the crew and to all of our people that follow, like you said. And we'll get back with you with uh, – we need to come up with like a – like the Slammies is a cool name. What what could – I don't want to call ourselves the Goldies. That's lame. We need to think of like a cool name for our award show. Good, good thing. Yeah, because that's going to be our title for next one too. Mm. Come on, D-Wayne. What's the, what's the name of our awards? <laughs> I knew we were going to hell. <laughs> and the catfish goes to D-Wayne. No. <laughs> oh, how about, how about this, A-Ron? It's so big, award show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we know, you know, another category, best mic work of the year. And that goes to either commentary or in-ring mic. And that's going to be a ferocious category. Think, consider Paul Heyman. That I got one. The here. best mic work of the year goes to Michael Cole. Tease, tease, D-Wayne, teases. D- D- He's, nuts. He's being sarcastic. <laughs> D-Wayne, what are we going to call the award? Yeah. I got somebody that could be a really good person that was Mike of the year, and you'll probably be surprised. Titus O'Neil. Like nope. Nope, it's a tease. I'm not going to reveal. Mm. You'll be surprised, trust me. He's going to say but Stardust anyways. Good, I have no idea what's a good title. We'll, we'll, I'll, I'll be thinking about that one for We'll sure. come up with something next. Yeah. Um, all right. The well, Goldies. What? The Goldies. <laughs> no. Maybe it's too cliche, but still good enough. I don't want to call it the Goldies. She called it. That's yeah. a shoot, brother. <laughs> when the big goes, the podcast like that with Goldies. <laughs> <laughs> It we, might, it might work, Aaron. It might work. No, man, we'll call it the fish bowls, and that's an inside joke. Ah, <laughs> uh, I like that. <laughs> um, we'll think about it, fans. But um, we'll get back with you. Episode fifty-one will be our our blowout Christmas gift to you guys next week, and um, look forward to that. And have yourselves a great Star Wars weekend. May the Force be with you always. This is Aaron for the rest of the crew. We'll catch you guys next time. Happy fifty.
Facebook.com slash Ben Gold